Well, welcome uh, again to you all, particularly if you've joined us uh, since the start of the service. A happy Christmas to you all. It is so lovely um, to see each and every one of you. Um, let me pray, and then I'm going to speak for a few moments. Lord God, none of us are shepherds, probably, but we pray that just as you were at work in those shepherds' lives 2,000-odd years ago in Bethlehem, that you might be at work in each one of us this Christmas Day in 2018. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, A week or so ago, um, my wife and I, we were at a drinks party at a neighbor's house on the street where we live. And lots of people on the road were there, and we were all um, chatting away, and I was chatting to one particular neighbor, and as we talked, he said to me, he said, let me guess what you are going to speak about at Christmas this day. He knew I was the vicar, um, and he thought for a bit, and then he said, I think you're going to speak a bit about peace, and then you're going to uh, talk about David Attenborough. And I said, thank you very much. That's very helpful. Thank you for doing my sermon preparation. And so I thought I would, um, I would go with what he'd done. I mean, it seemed foolish to, to waste all his good sermon preparation. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk a little bit about peace and a little bit about David Attenborough. I hope that's okay. Um, seriously, we could do with more peace, couldn't we? Uh, the word gets bandied around all over the place, peace. At Christmas time, people talk about peace, peace on earth. But the reality is we see little peace when we look around. Whether it's the lack of peace at Gatwick Airport due to the illegal drones being flown or not, as the case may be. Uh, Whether it's the lack of peace in Parliament with all the debates about Brexit. Uh, Whether it was the end-of-term carol service uh, here for one of the local schools. And I asked the children, I sort of got them to put their hands up and said, what do you think is the opposite of peace? To try and sort of get on our heads what peace meant, I, I asked them to sort of say, what do you think the opposite is? And one put their hand up, said angriness. Uh, another put their hand up, said war. Uh, and then one child put their hand up and I pointed to them, uh, what is the opposite of peace? Donald Trump, he told me. <laughs> um, so we could all do with a bit more peace. And then we get to Christmas. We have that desire for peace. We get to Christmas. Christmas, the time when our children fight over which toy that flies out of the Christmas cracker is theirs. Uh, The time when I fight with my brother over who's going to do the washing up after Christmas dinner. I mean, I'm 42 and I behave like a teenager every Christmas. Christmas, it is the time when more people file for divorce than any other time of the year. How can Christmas really be about peace? Well, on that first Christmas, as Jesus was born in Bethlehem, what did the angels declare? In that second reading that Nikki read for us in Luke uh, 2, verse 14, in in the second paragraph, the angel says the word peace. If you look there, uh, the angel says, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. But what is the angel talking about? What is this peace that the angel speaks of? I think it's worth recognizing that actually there are three types of peace. Uh, First of all, there is peace with ourselves. If you like, internal peace. I feel peaceful. I feel calm. When I put my head on the pillow at night, I I feel peaceful. I can relax. That's peace with ourselves. That's internal peace. Then there's peace with others. So that's, if you like, external peace. So I'm not having a fight with my brother anymore over who does the washing up. You know, at a bigger level, between countries where there was war, now there's peace. That's, that's external peace, peace with others. 
And then there's a third type of peace. There is peace with God. It's not internal peace. It's not external peace. If you like, it is eternal peace. Me and God, we're not at war with each other, but me and God, we are at peace now and forevermore. And really the question is, which one of those three types of peace does Christmas actually bring, if any? Well, let me try and answer that with a a David Attenborough video, as my neighbor helpfully suggested. Um, uh, Just put your hand up if you've seen some of the Dynasties programs in the latest thing. Yeah, probably about about half of you have seen the Dynasties program. There'll be all sorts of different animals. And the one that made most people cry was the one about the penguins. And there were lots of penguins. Lots of them were very happy. Uh, There they all are. Um, I never know it's the Arctic or the Antarctic, but anyway, there they are. And, um, And lots of them are happy. You can see they're sort of surfing along on their tummies. But there were about 50 of these penguins, you may have read it in the press even if you didn't see it, that were stuck in a hole. They were unable to get out, Uh, they were there with their chicks, and increasingly they were not at peace. They were getting anxious, they were frozen, some of them even were dying. And then we're going to see just a a minute's clip from that dynasty program. This is what happened to bring the penguins peace. Just have a watch of this. So there we go, you can watch more on BBC iPlayer. Um, (laughs) uh, the, the, um, The cameramen there... These penguins lacking peace, the cameramen came in to the penguins' world in their dark, frozen hole to bring them peace, to enable them to be rescued. And you know, the wonder of Christmas, if I was trying to sum up the wonder of Christmas, it is one single event in a shed round the back of a pub in Bethlehem under a starry night 2,000-odd years ago when God did the same thing. Not with a spade and a shovel and a few cameramen, But God came into the whole of our world to rescue us and to bring us peace. I don't know if you spotted that both of our Bible readings, they both talked about Christmas as a rescue mission. Christmas is a rescue mission. Rescuing not penguins, but people. A couple of verses earlier in that Luke reading, the angel says, Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. It's a saviour, a rescuer. In the other reading from Matthew, the angel says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. I don't know if you've thought about Christmas like that before, but Christmas ultimately is a rescue mission. Jesus Christ coming into this earth to rescue us, to save us, to bring us peace. And I wonder if it's ever struck you as odd, the the tradition that on Christmas Day in churches all across the nation, when we're celebrating Jesus' birth, actually we're about to have communion. We're about to actually remember Jesus' death on the day that we celebrate his birth. And actually that is exactly as it should be. Because Jesus' rescue mission meant that he went from the crib to the cross. Jesus saved us from our sins by dying in our place. He faced judgment so that you and I might be able to know peace. And so the best thing of all this Christmas, better than the tinsel and the turkey, better than the presents and the parties, the best thing is being able to know eternal peace. Peace with God, both now, today, and forevermore. And you know, this peace with God, As we can know peace with God, so it brings about peace internally, peace with ourselves, and peace externally, peace with other people. But it all stems from first knowing peace with God, that eternal peace that goes on for eternity. Uh, There's a fantastic interview um, you can watch on YouTube with David Attenborough. And David Attenborough would call himself an agnostic. 
Uh, He's not sure whether God exists or not. But in this interview, the interviewer asks David Attenborough why, with all his investigation of science, with all his investigation of this world, why David Attenborough isn't like Richard Dawkins, who calls himself an atheist. And David Attenborough says this. It's fascinating, his reply. He says, often he will think about a big termite hill and how him, David Attenborough, will see a termite hill like the one there and he'll lock the top of the termite hill off. He says he'll lock the top off and then he can look down into the termite hill and he can see loads of termites all buzzing around. Some of these termites are building walls, he says. Some of them are looking after the queen termite. Some of them are clearing the nest. But he says they're all busy. They're busy, 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 these termites doing something. But then he says this. He says they are blind to David Attenborough up above. There he is, and these termites, termites, they do not have the faintest idea that David Attenborough is there above them watching all that they're doing. He says because they don't have the sense organs to allow them to know that David Attenborough is actually there. And then he says this in the interview. He says, I do feel when it comes to me that I too am lacking in some sense organs and that I don't know whether anything else is involved. He doesn't know whether there's anything else looking down from above on us overseeing everything. And you know, that is why Christmas is so wonderful. Because whether you compare us humans to termites in a termite hill or or penguins stuck in a hole freezing to death, naturally, we are not sure whether there is someone greater, whether there is someone bigger who we can't naturally sense and see. But Christmas offers us the solution to that conundrum. That conundrum of, if we're an agnostic, of not being sure if there's someone bigger, someone greater who is in charge of everything. Someone we cannot sense. Because Christmas says that the one who is bigger, the one who is greater, he entered into the termite hill. He entered into the icy hole of this world. He became one of us. God with us. Emmanuel. And so as I close, you may not have seen much similarity between yourself and a bunch of smelly shepherds with smelly sheep, on a hillside 2,000-odd years ago. But you know, there is one thing that each of us has in common with those shepherds. Those shepherds, they were faced with the same dilemma that all of us are faced with this Christmas. This message of rescue, of peace with God being made possible. This claim that the God who is bigger, the God who is greater, he has entered into this world so we can know him. And those shepherds, they were faced in their agnosticism with exactly the same dilemma. Do they bother with and do they respond to this news? And if you look at our reading, we see what the shepherds said to each other after the angels had gone. Verse 15, it says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. The shepherds said, Let's go and see. They said, Let's investigate. And I want to say this Christmas... Perhaps in the new year, it would be a wonderful time for each one of us to do the same as those shepherds, to let's go and see, to let's investigate this supposed Prince of Peace and his offer of eternal peace, peace with God. And particularly if, like David Attenborough, 
If like those first shepherds, if you call yourself currently agnostic, you're not sure if there's someone greater, if there's someone bigger or not. I would love to humbly give you a Christmas challenge, a challenge that is greater than trying to work out the answers to the jokes in the Christmas crackers. I'd like to give you the challenge. Would you think about coming back here to Holy Trinity Clapham in the new year? Maybe particularly to come on the Alpha course and do some investigating. Like those shepherds, let's go and see. Let's check out whether God, the one who's greater, the one who's bigger, whether he really has entered into our world so that you and I might know peace with him. Shall we pray? Let's pray. I'm just going to pray a prayer just in the first person singular. If you would say, actually, I would like to know peace with God this Christmas. Lord Jesus, thank you that you love me so much. Thank you that you came to this earth that first Christmas to rescue us, to bring us peace eternally. Thank you that you died on the cross in our place so that we can know peace with God. And today I say sorry for all those times this week, this year, when I've lived ignoring you. And I choose to trust you today. May I know peace with God this Christmas. And may I increasingly know peace within and peace with others this Christmas too. In your name I pray. Amen.